This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Mystery. Here we are. Hello. Two undercover podcasters. What's the concept of the bit here? Like undercover boss? I think it's like undercover podcasters. So we're pretending to be sort of like low-level amateur podcasters. So maybe what it's... I'll do is I'll take my mic and I'll yeah. like bring it way up here. Okay, that's perfect. So yeah. it's like... And you're doing a bad job with the mic. Hi, welcome to the show. My name is okay. Tanner Greenring. Great. I don't. I think the bit is the same as the bit from this book that we're about to talk about, which is that Dawn Schaefer is an undercover babysitter, but really she's just actually just a babysitter. She's just a babysitter. That's what I'm thinking. Because if she were an undercover babysitter, what she would do is Not pose as a baby. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And have the other members of the BSC come and take care of her alongside the Cornell Keats children. Yeah, and the Livingstons. We got a the lot of no people this week. Right. I guess what we should- That's not what she did, though. Okay. She was the babysitter. She was the babysitter, and she was the babysitter. Yes. She wasn't like, this week, Detective Don Schaefer has to go undercover as a babysitter. It was like, no, No. this week, babysitter Don Schaefer has to be a babysitter, which is what she's being paid to be. Right. And then she's an undercover detective. Frankly, this should and be she, called yeah, she may Don, Don Schaefer solve undercover a detective. Yeah. She's, while she's a babysitter, but she's still a babysitter first and mm-hmm. then undercover detective okay. second. So now we've figured it out. And here's what I would like to say to Ellen, and we should write an open letter yeah, to Ellen. Let me, op- let we, me open a new text document here. Yeah, okay. Or unless, I have yeah. an idea. Okay. What better way can we get Ellen's attention but by posting this sternly worded letter on the world's most popular social media network. Right. The iBooks reviews. Okay, great. Well, So I, we will yeah. put a pin in it for now so we can at least introduce the show, okay. but then we will get back to it first thing. Okay, great. And I've got, I've, got some, some, I've got some notes for a concept for our iBooks review that will work, I think, really well with that. Okay. Great. So what we like to do is introduce our show, and the way that we do that is that I say, hi, hi. And I say... And welcome to the Babysitter's Club Club Club. Mystery Club. Club. I threw you off that I did it sort of... You didn't put a lot of wang on it, but that's fine. You do it however you want. We don't... Uh, What do you mean? Did you hear that? That E? It didn't didn't seem mysterious. Okay, let's take another run at it. Okay, well... Babysitter's Club Club Club. (sighs) Mystery. That was a little bit of sexy wang as well, but that's okay. Club. Club. And my name is Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And what we do is we talk about the great mysteries by the great mystery herself and Mystery Martin this week. We're talking about a great mystery that was called and is called Babysitter's Club Mystery number 26, Dawn Schaefer, Undercover, Babysitter. And we'll put an asterisk in that because we don't think it should be called that. Right. And we will get... Back to We're going to get into that shortly when we review this novel. Anything you want to get into before we talk about the book? You no, said I, that you've. We have any dad talk? 
Cyril's doing Tom. well. Yeah, Cyril's doing good, man. He's move. He's moving a little bit from the car phase of things, which I found baffling, to the uh, stuffed animals phase of things, which I find relatable. Right, you're embracing that. I'm embracing that. He's got a giraffe that he likes to carry around. He's got a penguin. And we, because he found this penguin, I think you probably have the same one, or the major media company that we uh, both used to work at gave them out as some promotion. Nope. It says LOL on it. <laughs> nope. It's a, but okay, the, the major media company is the New York Times. Now that's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, God, and I he, wish. He just found it, and I taught him about penguins, and then we watched a video of penguins, uh, which was cute. But then uh, today... I was like, what does the cow say? And he said, moo. moo. And then I said, what does the cat say? And he said, meow. And then I said, what does the penguin say? And he goes, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that, that, that is, is true. what the penguin says. Yeah. You should show him that um, Werner Herzog documentary where the one penguin gets turned around and marches into oh, the mountains to his death. That seems good. You think it's time for him to learn about that kind of shit? Uh, I don't know. Just like I read really a Farsight cartoon when shit. I was his age that really taught me about death <laughs> and uh, kept me up at night most nights. Yeah. Good. Great. I'm glad. To, which, what, what was it? The Farsight cartoon? Yeah. I can't really remember now, but I remember it having a bear and a man who was like maybe a hunter and he had like a, a target on his head. That's every Farsight cartoon. <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> described every Farsight cartoon. <laughs> Farside uh, bear. Oh, look, I just found it. Farside bear target. Let me. Is it, I didn't is just this gonna fuck it. me I, up. It was an autofill. Okay, is here it is. Fuck me up? Here's, is this gonna fuck me up? This is gonna make you confront death in a way that only a maybe four year old boy could confront death. Should we do like an angst warning or something? Like a fear and trembling warning? And maybe we do an angst warning, right? Yeah. Angst warning. The shit that Tanner is about to drop on you, the philosophical shit that Tanner is about to drop on you via Gary Larson and his uh, hilarious one-panel cartoons. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna send you the image so you can analyze it. Okay, and really pick apart what about this made a very young Tanner. Yeah, Green Ring confront the, confront the endless void of. Death and think about death and be afraid of death for the rest of his okay. life. Should we do a teen explanation too for teens? Gary Lars. So okay. Oh yeah. So Gary so, Lars, did you get that? I um, I'm about to look at it, but um, I, I just want to set you on the track because I think if you start with Gary Larson, that's not going to help with the teens. T- tell him about how the the um the, it, about right. fu- funny the funny pages. So you uh, teens, hey, how's it going? Did you text um, it to me? All right, I'm having a look. Yep. Okay, I'm looking at it. Yeah, and it's and it's doing for me what I think. So, did you explain to the teens? Are we ready to? Oh, okay, so teens, what up? Um, my name is Tanner, uh, and I'm I was just like you once. Say a dab. So, say a dab for them, and I'll just do a dab. No, oh, you say okay. You, can, you can't say it. But he's really doing, killed he's my back. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Did a dab. It really destroyed my back, oh. but. And they, um, prefer, they prefer to be called either millennials or Gen Z, I think, instead of teens. Because fam, fam, and it, you know memes. Yeah, oh, memes used to be in the, paper, the newspaper, in papers. Yeah. Well, okay, so you know CNN.com. Yeah, great. <laughs> that used to be a newspaper, fam, and 
one of one part of the newspaper was so memes. You, was for me. It was it was made, printed on paper, and they would send it to you every day. And one page of the newspaper was for memes. Yeah. And there was this this creator called Gary Larson. Yeah. Uh, who did very funny, sort of like sparse, minimalist, memes. dry memes. That, yeah. Like it was very Vine humor, you know. Yeah. And he was one of the best memesters out there. And he did a meme of uh, okay, and this okay, and then now it's a uh, uh, angst warning. And now it's angst warning. So it's kind of the frame of the meme is that it's a crosshairs, like a hunter's crosshairs. Yeah, and we're the hunter, and we're the hunter, and we're aiming at a bear, and mm-hmm. the bear is sort of grinning in a panic and pointing desperately at a bear next to him, who seems who's, oblivious to the fact that they're being dumb hunted, friend. and he's saying, "Kill this bear." He's not Killed saying that. One. He's not saying that. He's not saying anything. There's no. It's a, a meme with no words. Right. And he's saying, "Kill this bear. Kill this one." And he I saw this know. comic as a child, and I think I didn't quite understand what it meant. And I asked my mother, who explained yeah. it to me, and she was like, "It's about death." The <laughs> world came crashing down around <laughs> me as I realized that you can and will die. Yeah. Sometimes you're the bear in the crosshairs, and sometimes you're the dumb bear who's actually about to get shot but either way you're gonna die and that's what that meme means why did we start talking about this because this is real this is something very real that i still remember as like my first dance with death i think you were um recommending to me that i tell cyril to like walk off into the middle distance oh no that watch a penguin doing it watch Uh, but what we should do and that's a great point is that we've kind of deviated from what i wanted oh this has been dad talk Talk. yeah yeah and um that was dad talk and what we do now is talk about the books and the way that we talk about the book is that we first describe it and the person who's gonna uh take a uh first swing at describing this book uh today is my co-host and it's that's you tanner me and it's tanner who's gonna do it and uh you were saying to me that you've prepared something um that you that is totally your original work which i'm excited well i did write something down and i hope that that is kosher yeah 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 yeah. no it's good it's just as long as it's your original work and not and it is my original work and it's actually i'm gonna say this it Mm. is something i wrote with my own Sweat and blood and tears. Great. And two hands. Yeah. And it's not even inspired by anything. Anything, a movie or anything. Great. That's awesome. That's perfect. And it's definitely not inspired by like a film, for instance, that came out in 2016. Right. That's awesome. Like kind of a thriller film that came out in 2016. Honestly, if it were inspired by any film, regardless of when it came out or what genre, you would have to disclose that. Right, and I would because I'm I'm responsible. But this yeah. is this is inspired by the novel we read, and not by a film that came Great. out in 2016. Okay, so Tanner's going to describe this book. I'm excited to hear it, to hear your original work. I'm going to sit back in the cut here, and I'm and we'll probably put put on some tunes, a, like a bed of music, and you'll say what happened nice. in this book uh, with your own words. And yep, and inspired just purely by the the work we read. Yep. Great. Let's hear it. When Dawn Schaefer, a young American woman, came to the Connecticut countryside to be a nanny, she didn't know what to expect. The sprawling estate owned by Mrs. Keats and Mrs. Cornell seemed normal at first, but then she was introduced to her charges. Five life-sized dolls that the two women treated like living, breathing, eight-year-old children. 
At first, Don thought that this job, while unusual, would be fairly easy. But then strange things started happening while she cared for the Keats and Cornell children. She'd hear noises in the walls. Objects would seem out of place from where she left them. And she always had the feeling that she was being watched. As Dawn began to disregard the long set of strict rules left by the doll's mothers, she became tormented by more dangerous and unusual occurrences. It started to believe that the lifeless dolls she'd been employed to care for harbored supernatural and malevolent forces. Or maybe it was whomever, or whatever, was watching her from behind the walls of Livingston Manor. Babysitter's Club, mystery number 26, Don Schaefer, undercover babysitter. No, oh, and that was very... I didn't expect that to be quite as scary. And... I think that's totally accurate. I don't. I didn't catch a lot of these things, but now that I'm thinking about it, it doesn't say at any point that the children, the Keats and Cornell children, are, are not dolls. Dolls, right? And so for you to have inferred that, you know what I'm realizing now. Yeah, and keep in mind that this is something I wrote myself, and it yeah. was just only inspired by the book, right? I'm realizing now that, and this is pure coincidence, and maybe, mm-hmm. in fact, I think I have a lawsuit on my hands. Mm-hmm. This sounds a lot like the 2016 thriller movie, The Boy. The Boy. Okay, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. What's it about? Well, it's about a young American woman who goes to the English countryside to become a nanny, but she didn't know what to expect. Uh, and when she's introduced to her charge, a lifelike doll mm-hmm. that his mother treated like an eight-year-old boy right um she thought it was unusual but she thought oh this will be easy um right. but then she started to hear noises in the walls and objects would seem out of place and she always kind of had this feeling like she was being watched but then um she had this big set of rules she was supposed to follow and she thought well i'm caring for a doll who gives a shit yeah. so she started disregarding them and then unusual and dangerous things started happening yeah. and she began to believe that the doll whose name was brahms i believe okay that she was caring for was maybe real. was real and had some kind of supernatural force behind it Yikes. um but it turns out that brahms whom the mother purchased to channel all of her emotional guilt into when her young son died mm-hmm. didn't the boy brahms okay and you didn't t- actually so, die I, and he's I, he'd been living in the walls the whole time and that's the twist of the film and you're doing the whole the whole plot of the film is that and that's the, the whole plot of the film he's okay. living in the in the walls and do we have a clip and here's the clip you don't understand what's happening the doll no i think i understand exactly what's going on give here. me the doll what's so special about this Cole? doll Cole, please huh What the hell was that? I think we need to leave. His problems. It can't be. Great. Okay, and so I think that you've got a lawsuit on your hands. Because it sounds like they took your your description of this book word for word and right. put it in their movie. You mean um, as the, um, um, what's the opposite of defendant? The plaintiff? Yes, the plaintiff. I would be the plaintiff in that lawsuit. Great. Mean, yeah. Right? And not the defendant? That's right. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, what I'd like to do is describe this book, and I would love it if instead of paying attention, any attention to me at all, uh, oh. just for the benefit of the podcast, what would be great is if you 
locked yourself into a game of 60 second burger run online and just completely kind of skipped by anything that I was saying. So the, and then what's cool about that is that at the end, when I'm finished, we, we have nothing to go on, like no shared experience to then bounce off of. Well, we both read the f- book. Right. <clears throat> In five. Okay. Four, three. Okay, Dawn Schaefer is back in Stony Brook. She's visiting for the summer. And uh, she's got some babysitting charges this week. And they are a new family called the Cornells and the Keats. And guess what? They live in the same house. That's weird. Why did the Cornells and the Keats live in the same house but need different babysitters? It turns out it's two sisters who are no longer speaking to each other because they are upset with each other over a family feud because their father, who recently died, pitted them against each other in a game of wits. And the person in the family who gets the answer to the mystery that their father left for them is going to be the one who gets the inheritance. And they each have clues. Dawn is able to get the clues from the family and eventually uh, make the sisters reunite with each other and have their kids play with each other. And uh, it turns out that the clues were behind the portraits of the the evil father, Mr. Livingstone. And... Uh, oh shit! What? Well, I just realized something. What? Um, this is hard for me to admit. Yeah. Between records last week, mm-hmm. in my off time, yeah, I was boning up on sixty second burger run, mm-hmm. and I set the game mm-hmm. to run at half speed. Okay. And I was just sitting here playing, and I was like, "Man, it's so easy!" And it's like going. Why is it going so slowly? <laughs> this is so easy. So did I get? I'm not even. Sh- I'm not quite sure where you're at, okay. but all I know is that that's this instance of 60 second burger runs is perhaps 120 second burger run. Okay, and you still failed at it. Well, I'm not. It's not even over yet. Oh, okay. So, so th- there are some people who might argue that you interrupted me unfairly anyway. Perhaps, but I think you were maybe over 60 seconds. It's hard to say. It's tough to say. Should this I one's- read? No, absolutely not. No, I think what we'll do now is we'll kind of talk about this together. Okay. Um, What a a flub that was on my part, and uh, what an embarrassing thing to admit that I do. Yeah. (laughs) Cheat codes for this, like, game for fucking tweens. (laughs) Um, So... It it turns out that um, – so it's weird. Like Christy and Dawn both get a call to sit, From and it's at the same two address. two sisters. Oh, it's Ms. not Christy. Christy's not in this one. Uh, Marianne and Dawn. Christy's in Hawaii. We know that this, this one – this book directly follows the events of the super special Aloha Babysitters. Yes. So Stacy's helicopter crash must be fresh in their minds. Well, that's why probably why Stacy wasn't even in all that much. She's still yeah, because she's still dealing with the helicopter crash. It's weird that nobody mentioned it, but this we 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 know from internal clues that this fo- directly follows the events of Aloha Babysitters. Um, Christy's not in it anyway. Marianne and Do- no, not Marianne. Who is it? Claudia. It actually was Christy the first it was time. Christy. It was before she went on. Oh, it's right before she leaves for I, Hawaii. I thought I'd just kind of okay. Whatever. Patch over it. Dawn and somebody and another member of the BSC get a. Um, call to the same house for different kids. It turns out that it's sisters who are feuding. They're back in town for... They're living in a giant mansion. In this huge mansion. And the mansion is the monolith this week. Every week in the Babysitter's Club Mysteries, a new monolith springs out from the earth. Uh, like a large... Impossible place. Impossible place, a structure. We don't know whether it springs out on the same 
spot as the previous one or if it's just it kind of seems like expanded. it a little bit i think so i think this is where the arboretum was i think this is where the art museum that we've never heard about again was right i think it's where the lighthouse where the is going to be was. next week it's where the country club was um, they're all sort of adjacent to christie's neighborhood yeah um, and it's this huge mansion, and it's these two sisters who are feuding, and they're feuding over their dad's will, and he left them a bunch of clues to pit them against each other. Yes. And there's a handsome butler. I was going to do a hashtag swoon for him because Claudia says he's cute, but th- he's never described, and so I didn't— and, Well, and, he's described. I, he has dark hair. He has a beard. That's But that's not enough to get me going. Right. You know what I mean? Claudia says he's cute. I trust her on this. Right. Claudia is usually right about this shit, but— you can't just say dark hair and a beard and Sounds hunky. expect me to well, and he watches you from the drop walls. everything, you know? And he watches from the walls. He does He's watch... always in the creeping around in the walls watching you. And that is true. And that's comforting. And it's and it's nice. And let's see, is there anything else in this book? The B plot is weird. It's just that Dawn is bad at scheduling. Well, it's the B plot is like it's Dawn's farewell tour. Like, she's about yeah. to leave for California forever. Right. And she needs to, like, m- see everyone before she goes. Right. And Ellen kind of- keeps, like, double booking herself. Ellen wrapped up this mystery around chapter 10 and then right. spent the last few chapters being like, um, and, and then the Dawn, Dawn says goodbye to the Preziosos. And right. then she says goodbye to- It's kind of nice. The Braddocks. It's nice, but- Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. What am I going to say? It's nice. I liked it. I liked it. Had a couple TMs in there. Yeah, um, but I don't want to talk about that yet no. because I feel like the we need to make good on our promise. Mm. Because while it was nice and while this book was good, we got to review it. We have to review it and for Tim, for Tim and Jeff. Yeah, and at the same time, we need to take Ellen to to task. task. Yeah. Okay. So what I've done and what is happening here is that. Um, Tim Cook has asked us to uh, kind of be the main influencers for uh, his Facebook killer. Uh, yeah, we're like PewDiePie. We're like P- PewDiePie is bad, I think. I think he like li- likes Nazis, but yeah, we're like that, but not the Nazi stuff. Right. Um, we're just sort of like what's the face good... of the... Are any of these people good? I think they're all Oh, bad. like Logan Paul and Jake Paul. I think they're bad. They're bad because of the Suicide Forest thing, huh? Yeah. Dang. I think they're all bad. I think we're the um, first good ones of them. Of what about them. Twitter? Is there anyone good on Twitter? No, I've checked no. it. I've seen it, actually. Right. And I spent some time on there, and there's nobody good on there. It, what about... That's all the social media networks. I think that's everything. Yeah, so we're we're kind of blazing new ground here. Yeah. And it's in the best social network, and... It's Tim Cook's social network, and it's called the iBooks Reviews of the Babysitters Club Mysteries. And we're uh, and what we do is we review these books, and then I put it on Goodreads because Jeff Bezos obviously wants a piece of that action, and he owns Goodreads. And and I, I haven't done the past couple of weeks, but I'll probably catch up by the time you listen to this. Okay, and hopefully Bezos didn't hear that. Um, I'm more afraid of Tim Cook. So what I'm going to do here, so I'm in the Goodreads review, and what we're going to do is we're gonna, we've got some music that's going to play for our review where we review the book, and I have gone ahead without asking you and hit five stars. It's great. Five stars, great book, Dawn book. It's a great book. Uh, Christy's not in it much, and I thought about docking point for that, but she's right. in it. Uh, you know who's not in it much, and I wish I could give an extra point. It's yeah, Stacy. Stacy. Yeah, Stacy. She's still she's still recovering from that helicopter crash. Right. Okay, so uh, title of the review 
um, should we should we just go right at Ellen now in the title? Yes. This book should be called Undercover. Should I can I say sorry to quibble? But if it fits, okay. So what I'm going to say is sorry to quibble, but this book should be called Undercover Detective. Don Schaefer colon Undercover Detective, or just Let's see if we can get it in there. Okay. Should be called Don Schaefer. And we did get it in there. Undercover detective. And I'm just going to put a full stop at the end of that. Okay. Um, dear Ellen. D- uh, dear Ellen Miles. We um, are obviously huge fans of your work, but... Fans of your work. But in this novel, Dawn... Scintillating novel. Scintillating novel. God damn it. I always forget that. Scintillating novel. Dawn Schaefer is a baby. And are you student. saying, did you write Dong? I wrote Dawn. D A W N. Yeah, and is I can't remember. Is that the character's name? Why don't I say Dawn and then I'll put a parenthesis Dawn. How about Dawn slash slash Dong? Why don't I say Dong and then I'm covering my bases? D A W N G. Dong Schaefer. Yeah. Parentheses. This misspelling is for everybody. Yes. Sorry. This creative spelling is for everybody. Is a babysitter going undercover as a detective not the other way around man right. should i and say ma'am ma'am and maybe you could say if she were going undercover as a babysitter yeah she would not be a babysitter she would be posing as a babysitter or she would be going undercover as a babysitter and posing as a baby right in the way that a undercover detective would pose as a drug dealer okay i'm gonna read that back to you because it, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me, but we'll, we'll see if it makes sense to you. If she were going undercover as a babysitter, she would not be a babysitter. She would be posing as a babysitter, or she would be going as a babysitter and posing as a baby in the way the detective would be going undercover as a drug dealer. Yes. That's what you said, and that's what we've got. Okay, great. So I think we've taken What about, what about that doesn't make sense to you? No, I, you're right now, and I do think it makes Either sense. Either she's a detective posing as a babysitter, making her an undercover babysitter, or she's a babysitter posing as a baby, making her an undercover babysitter. Okay, and I think that makes sense. Okay, so here's what I want to say now. So let's get out of Ellen, and we're going to say, okay, thanks, Ellen. Thanks for listening, Ellen. Sit, sit tight. like Sit tight. The rest of this is important as well. I like that a lot as well. Okay, so here's what I want to say for the, for the readers of the review. Under the cover of this book, you will find a scintillating, do you think that's okay. good? Story of intrigue, suspense, and mystery. Under the cover of the portraits, and this is kind of a spoiler, Dawn. Okay, so you should probably put it at the, the very beginning of that sentence in big letters. Spoiler, potential spoiler alert. Okay. Dawn finds the clue that blows the lid. Why do we say right, wide off? Right open. Right, wide open. I think. Wide open. Yeah. Wide off of this one. Wide off, as we say. I think that's what we say. I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> Under the covers in the bedroom. Okay. And then I—that's about as far as I got. And then, Under the and, covers in the bedroom. Dot dot dot. I'm reading this book late into the night. Period. What were you thinking? Question mark. Oh, that's good. And maybe do this the this emoji. Oh yeah, the, he's Tanner's doing like a guy who's got his tongue hanging out of his face, like he just like did a lot of 
pot or something. Like okay. wacky, like wacky, <laughs> wacky guy. What okay. were you thinking? <laughs> I'm reading this book late into the night. What were you thinking? Two question Ellen. marks. Oh, Ellen. Uh, yeah, that's great. Ellen, question mark, and then wacky guy emoji. Yeah. And he's got one eye. There, his eyes are going in different directions, right? Yeah, yep, okay. that's the guy. Okay. That's right. There's a lot. Oh, should we say we shouldn't judge a book by its cover? <laughs> With regards to what? The cover of this book? I just like the undercover and then the cover of the book. And under the cover of Night. Okay, yeah, okay. And finally, under the cover of Night. And is there anything else like undercover boss or something that we want to bring in? And under the cover of boss. <laughs> no, I don't think that works. Under the cover of Night. Here's what I've got. That, and finally, always remember... That under the cover of night, whether you're an undercover boss, an undercover babysitter, an undercover detective, or just under the covers reading this book. Winky. Uh, <laughs> under the covers, dot, 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 dot reading, reading this book. Parentheses. Why? What were you thinking? Yeah, Ellen. Ellen. Uh... Oh, and we can use this um, final line from the book. Okay. If you get to the end, much like the Cornells and the Keats Keats family. And Livingston. Cornells, comma, Keats, Keats, comma, and Livingston families. Keats and Livingston families. You'll find that the true inheritance is the friends we made along the way. That's right. And what does she say? Does she say that? She Something says, along those lines. She says, you'll find your true inheritance. Colon. Each other. Each other. And that is what they find, and that's a spoiler. For, that's why it's a spoiler. Each other. Um, great. I think that's pretty good. We should just... Ju- a final word to Ellen. Anyway, yeah. Ellen, we didn't dock you a star, but please be more precise with your title. Yes. That's great. With your and title. I think... That what about, of, shall I say, you're an actual writer, not an undercover writer? Why would that, what, in what way does that make sense? No, and you're right that that doesn't make sense. But okay. that's precisely why we should add it, because it's... Okay, you're an actual writer, not an undercover writer. Great. And then I would just say, M Dash, Jack Shepard, and, and Shepard Green Ring. Green Ring. P.S. We love this one. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read this back to you just to make sure it makes sense. Five stars. Sorry to quibble, but this should be called Don Schaefer, Undercover Detective. Dear Ellen Miles, we are obviously huge fans of your work, but in this scintillating novel, Dong Schaefer, this creative spelling is for everybody, is a babysitter going undercover as a detective. Not the other way around, ma'am. If she were going undercover as a babysitter, she would not be a babysitter. She would be posing as a babysitter. Or she would be going as a babysitter and posing as a baby in the way that a detective would be going undercover as a drug dealer. Okay, thanks for listening, Ellen. Sit tight. The rest of this is important as well. Potential spoiler alert. Under the cover of this book, you will find a scintillating story of intrigue, suspense, and mystery. Under the cover of the portraits, Dawn finds the clue that blows the lid wide off of this one. That's And that's... That's something people say, huh? Yeah, everybody's saying it, I think. Okay. Under the covers in the bedroom, I'm reading this book late into the night. (laughs) What were you thinking, Ellen? Goofball face. Yeah. 
And finally, always remember that under the cover of night, whether you're an undercover boss, an undercover babysitter, an undercover detective, or just under the covers reading this book. Why? What were you thinking, Ellen? Yeah. If you get to the end, much like the Cornells, Keats, and Livingston families, you'll find your true inheritance, each other. Yes. Oh, that's actually really beautiful. So nice. Anyway, Ellen, we didn't dock you a star, but please be more precise with your title. You're an actual writer, not an undercover one. Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring, P.S. We love this one. I think that's great, and I think it does everything it's set out to accomplish, which is review this book. Yeah, but also and, kind of put it. Yes. Make her sit up a little bit. Yes, yeah, sit up, pay attention. It should be called Don Schaefer Undercover Detective. Right. Okay, so I'm going to hit submit. That's for or Tim. Maybe Don Schaefer Undercover Baby. No, wait, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, because she doesn't do that in this in this yeah. book, is what I'm re- remembering. Um, d- would you like to guess a mystery, or do you, would you like to take a break? It's uh, Choose Your Adventure. Let's guess the mystery, because I didn't fucking get it, and I got so close. Okay, so this is a hit segment that we like to do uh, where we ask uh, Baby B Liz to come Liz! in and play a little music. Come in. And she's setting up. She's in your yeah, little phone booth. No, I'm sorry. I'm not angry at you. I'm angry because I didn't get the mystery. Can you get the reason to fight this out? I'm fine. Okay. Jack tells us the tale While Tanner plays Burger Run Stacy stole a ring And now vampires rule You rank their fashion fails Write a gothic pose and the cat, it's a ghost, stolen dogs, and now journeying dates. You're guessing the mystery. The books, they've been burned, and now there's puppets, no more dolls. But you won't give up the search for the crimes in the mall. Jack wears jorts in the snow Tanner's boy demands studio space Can you suss out the crime now Without Hodges painting our girl's fates You're so dutiful When the burns are so light But so thankful For smiles for miles so bright Jack and Tanner Guessing the mystery Thank you, Liz. That was Thank very you, nice. Liz. Yep, that was very good. And I don't practice guessing mysteries. I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> I had a million guesses. Well, I'd guess I'd them, all. them all. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> um, so that was a uh, joint effort by maybe B. Liz and uh, actual podcast man tanner greenring yeah. and uh it's to introduce our segment where we uh say what we thought the mystery was going to be what we thought the resolution of the mystery was going to did be. did you get it after chapter five and no, you didn't it was impossible let me read it to you can i read you what i wrote here's yep. what i wrote amy and john the butler are in love okay the first 
and that's a clue. Uh, the the each sister is given a clue, and the clue uh, that we have at this point, we only have one clue at this point, and it is the first is always the most important. That's all we know. That's the clue yes. that was given to one of the sisters. Right. The first refers to the portraits behind the first earliest portrait is the clue to the fortune. But the point of the whole dumb endeavor was to bring the sisters together to heal their differences. Okay. I did guess from the one clue. You did guess from the one clue exactly. the like, most important thing. Which is that the... the Portraits. The, so the sisters are pitted against each other in the first one. They're each given a different clue. And the first one to find the, where the uh, answer to the clue is hidden gets the whole fortune. And they are hidden behind the portrait. And they're hidden the behind first the portrait. portrait. The earliest yeah. portrait. So I did a pretty good job. You Andy did a and John good job. B- the Butler are not in love. The twist is that John the Butler is actually their long lost brother. So they're right. in love, but in the, in a uh, fraternal way. Right. Here's my guess. Yeah. <clears throat> Amy and John are lovers. The sisters need to work together with the help of the BSC to solve the mystery, which will cause them to reunite. They'll split the fortune between them, and Amy and John will get married and move into Livingston Manor permanently. Wow, you didn't. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So if we had worked together, we could have gotten a little more that they split it between them. But what? You, well, we could have gotten a little bit more, but we both would have been like starting off on the wrong foot, which yeah. is Amy that Amy and John, John are in love. Lovers. But I'm gonna argue that you didn't even. You're begging the question here, and I mean that in well, an actual yeah. way. You didn't guess the mystery. You said. You said the mystery and will didn't be say solved. what it was. I and, said, yeah. there is a mystery that there will is a be mystery. solved. Yeah, so that's what begging the question is, folks, and it's great to have an actual example of that, and it does not mean raise the question. Right. And, and now you know that, and take that with you into your lives. Begging the question does not mean raising the question. It means when you use the thing that you are trying to prove as evidence for itself. Actually... I guess th- this all reminds me of something, and it's okay. um, I need I do need to read a poem in order to get into it. Oh, okay. Oh, taunt thou art sick, a very good burn, that stings you so right, a knife that doth turn. It gets in your head, but oh, so soon it will cause me to have to call the burn unit. And it's the burn of the week, and what you the whole begs the question thing that you just did actually kind of reminds me of my burn this week, if okay. I can just quickly read it. Yeah. Um, burn light book this week. Burn light book. Very burn light book. Um, yeah. So Dawn has this friend's day where, as she's leaving where she has a morning where she has all her charges, babysitting charges over, and then she has all her SMS friends over, and then she has an evening with the BSC that turns into a sleepover. Mm-hmm. But in the morning, she has all the charges over. Right. Um, and this is what happened. Mm-hmm. I smiled when I saw the Barretts coming, remembering the first time I'd met Buddy, Susie, and Marnie. We used to call them the Impossible Three. Buddy's eight now, Susie's five, and Marnie is two. They were such a handful. They still are in a way, but things have changed so much for them. Their mom, who was divorced, has remarried, and the Barretts now live in a new home with a stepdad and four new step-siblings. We brung a game! Announced Mm. Susie. Mm -hmm. We brought a game, Buddy corrected her. Yeah, I already told her that, said Susie. And my burn is on, um, and I quote my notes here, dorks who correct people's grammar. (laughs) Do you have anyone in mind for that? Well, Buddy Barrett, for one. He's like, I already said that. 
And I guess anyone who would like maybe throw the brakes on a podcast to mm-hmm. like go into a deep explanation of like what a piece of like archaic grammar might mean. It's a useful sort of phrase like to describe a very specific rhetorical technique. And if the phrase goes out of the language, the understanding of what that is goes out of the language. Just say right. raise the question. It's perfectly fine. Can we just come up with a new term for begs the question? No, it's already very complicated. <laughs> well, exactly. Question. Think of question as meaning premise. Begs the premise. Right, and that's what it means. So let's just say that. And did okay. you have a burn before we go on our break? Yeah, it's on Jenny Prezioso. Okay. Jenny Prezioso arrived next. She's four years old. The BSC has been sitting for Jenny for a long time, and we know her well. Jenny's a good kid, although at times it's been hard to remember that. When we first met her, we thought she was a spoiled brat. She never had a speck of dirt on any of her frilly dresses. She was a slow, picky eater and needed lots of attention. She's grown into a nicer kid since then, though. She wears jeans and sneakers sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Just one long burn on Jenny (laughs) Prezios. It does say, say, and she's not nearly as whiny as she used to be. But it's like, like they just spent like, this is like a fucking four-year-old. Right. Don spent a paragraph being like, she used to be a picky, spoiled brat who wore dumb dresses. And then she's like, but now she wears jeans and sneakers. (laughs) (laughs) She's four, Don. Yeah. Um, Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we have a wide open space in front of us to do and say whatever we like. Goodbye. Goodbye. And now, a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Um, a dilly dilly, my lord. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Evil Jack here. I was just workshopping some of the most evil ways to start an ad spot. Evil Tanner couldn't make it today because he's busy trying to break his previous record for how many people he can tell that they should smile more in a 24-hour period. I just wanted to give you an update on our uh, evil company, Better help, uh, where we help evil betters to um, make small, lucrative bets on extremely wicked outcomes. Uh, like, for instance, I bet that I can accidentally put my own bag on the weighing area of your self-checkout at the grocery store, so you have to call someone over to make the machine work again. Well, basically, since you asked, it's going uh, pretty badly. Um, because apparently the name of our company sounds too much like the name of our sponsor, BetterHelp. See, it's pronounced completely differently. They're online therapy that will uh, pair you with a licensed therapist in no time at all. Um, And in addition to not even really sounding the same as our evil company, BetterHelp is easy to use, it's entirely online, and they are super flexible, so it's no problem to fit them into your own schedule, which is completely the opposite of how we do it. Anyway, everyone's saying that we shouldn't use the name, which causes me grief, anxiety, self-esteem, and LGBT matters. And to make matters worse, um, I can't even get therapy for this stuff because I don't believe that men need therapy because I'm evil. If you're ready uh, to give online therapy a try, though, all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Bedfellows today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Bedfellows. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mystery. I have a new segment I would like to introduce. Okay. And I, by as way of introducing it, have mm-hmm. written by myself with no help from anyone for 20 to 30 minutes before we began recording tonight. Okay. Prepared a poem by and myself. that's an oddly specific way of saying that. A gothic poem that yeah. I've prepared Good. by As, myself, and I didn't yeah. get any help from, from anyone. anyone. You didn't even pull, pull in someone who's particularly good at doing punch-up on poems and getting those No, I did pull in right. someone who's, sorry. Oh, and it was you. And I did do that, and it was me, and I did yeah. it by okay. myself. And, and, and not got, any of no your help buds, from no, one. no one you know. Nope. Okay, great. So this is going to be a surprise to me. It's going to be a surprise to you, the yes. whole segment and the poem. Great. Okay. And I'm excited and I'm glad that you are following the bylaws of this podcast and writing a poem by yourself with no help from me. Right. And may I read it? Yes. Okay. Let's both leave the bedroom and enter the kitchen. No time for cuisine. And I hate to be crass. Forget about cooking. It's time for some f***ing. Perhaps jam that tuna can. Rub up your ass. The crisper contains both my undies and stockings. I left my stilettos in the ice tray. So open the freezer and put in your The refrigerator is where we both play. (laughs) I hope you're going to bleep a lot of that. I hope someone's going to bleep a lot of that. Because that is some naughty language. That is very naughty. That, uh, that, um... Richard and Sharon would. Oh yeah, if you're Richard and Sharon, don't they listen would be to that one. Absolutely, over you, that one. Okay, right? and I hope you bleeped what and that bleep you that said too. there. Yeah. Uh, but if you're Richard and Sharon, you're going to be heading straight down to the old uh, beer fridge in the in the basement, <laughs> <laughs> jamming your uh, underpants in there. Ye- oh yeah, is that my toolbox? There it goes. Oh, that, why is that in the fridge? Um, so I know refrigerator play wasn't a traditional segment in no. the previous iterations of this podcast, but mm-hmm. I would not pass up the opportunity to write a poem by myself. Well, yeah, and yeah, and I'm glad, and that is what I would have said to you had you asked me to spend 20 minutes before this recording helping you do punch up on this poem. I would have said we don't need a poem for it because it's not right. a segment. But I'm glad. I'm glad. And I, I think it. if that had happened, yeah. punch-up is pretty generous, because yeah. what I said was like, well, I know I want a poem about <laughs> Can you do the words? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> or some of them. Um, I'm glad that you decided to do this, and the reason why is because I didn't have many notes this week, but I did have one note, and it was just refrigerator play, and a nice yes. big exclamation point at the end of it, because boy, did we get some unexpected Fridge play and for new baby bees, fridge play is when you do it in the fridge or uh, around. around the fridge. Yeah. It's the sexual desire to be in or around the fridge. It's like the and it's the only way you can finish is if the, you are fridge adjacent. And that's like, it's something that Richard and Sharon 
Yeah. I want to say suffer from, but I know that that's not no, sex positive. No, no, it's no, it's like that Beatles song. Why don't we just do it around the fridge? Right. And the Beatles yeah. sang about this in the '60s. People, so no one's really watching us. Except Why don't I we think... just do it around the fridge? Yeah. That is, yeah. That's from the White Album. Yeah. Very sex positive era, the '60s, and also these books because. Richard and, this and Sharon. Podcast. And you know what? Why don't I set things up by reading what Rich and Richard and Sharon got up to? Because Rich, if your bud if Rich. I'm right here, what you've pulled from this book is not Richard and Sharon, but somebody else who's into it. Okay. So can I say this? Yeah. I am intensely curious about what you managed to capture, because I okay. did actually capture Richard and Sharon. Okay. Why don't you set me up by saying what Richard and Sharon got up to then? Okay. Okay. So this is the beginning of family day. Yeah. So Dawn has friends day. It goes off like a fucking. Dawn, this is a bit. The, the B plot is weird because it's like Dawn is overbooked. And the and Marianne, she keeps standing Marianne up because she like keeps making dates with fucking Emily Blumberg, who's in this too much. And Erica Blumberg. Erica, sorry. Erica Blumberg and Emily Bernstein are both in this. Right. And fucking sue me if I confuse them. <laughs> sorry well i know the difference <laughs> but when they're both in it it's difficult but anyway whatever donna's making dates with people and she keeps forgetting that she has dates with marianne and marianne gets upset and the way that they deal with her like overcrowded schedule is they're like let's schedule three separate days <laughs> right like whole day events that's like a friend's friend day, day a family, family day, day and like bsc and, day and kids day and then right. anyway I, I guess you did have a lot of time if you can fucking schedule a day it's i'm lucky if i can schedule an hour anyway it's friends day it's family day family day i found marianne and richard in the kitchen marianne was putting away the last of the dishes she'd washed and richard was sitting at the kitchen table sorting through some papers he'd taken out of his briefcase so far everything seemed right i stepped in the i stepped to the kitchen door and listened for my mother Sure enough, it was only a second or two before I heard her call out, Has anyone seen my scarf? I'm sure I left it on the hall table. Marianne looked up and smiled. It's in here, Sharon, she called back. <laughs> in the drawer with the dish towels, she pulled out a red and purple scarf out of the drawer. My mom came in grinning. Like I said, I left it on the hall table, she said a little sheepishly. Please she, took the sh- she took the scarf and tied it around her neck. Oh, come on. That's gross. Right after it's been in the fucking drawer with the dish towels. (laughs) uh, We both know how it ended up there, Sharon and Richard. Yeah. It's probably probably took it off. After one of you tied it around the other one's neck for some sexual asphyxiation, (laughs) which is dangerous. I'm not here to yuck yums, obviously. Be careful. But it's you have to be careful with that, kind and then of stuff. especially if it's cold because it's straight out of the freezer. And it, yeah, if it's and cold because stuff expands cold. when it gets warm. Yeah. So you think it's safe and it's yeah. like it's tight and it's getting me horned up, but like okay. as soon as it starts to warm up, it's going to get even tighter. Yeah. And you have to be careful with that kind of stuff. And, and so you, and that's not the refrigerator play that you captured. No, Tanner. That's wow. not. That's just, to me, this is just by the numbers, like, oh, Richard and Sharon, up to their old tricks again. Of course, the scarf's in the fucking That doesn't even do it for you anymore. Scarf's in the towel drawer? That's fucking, like, page, that's the introduction in the refrigerator Kama Sutra. Right. The shit that I'm talking about is near the end, near the back of the book. The dangerous stuff. The dangerous stuff. Let me read you this passage. (laughs) 
so <laughs> I'm realizing now that these two characters are siblings. Because <laughs> at the time that I wrote this down, I thought they were lovers, as yeah. did you. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and read this anyway. So this is the back of the book. This is the... This is the stuff that there's like legislation about. Well, who knows? You know, maybe, maybe because uh, it says that John, uh, who uh, is revealed as Patrick, has a girlfriend in Maryland. Okay. So I think this might be about her. But here's okay. what happened there was no mistaking the words. That's what you I, need to tell yourself, man. <laughs> I was so close now that I could make out everyone. We have to wait, cried the woman. I don't want to wait, insisted the man. I've waited long enough. Whew, pretty intense. For a second, I felt the urge to turn around, run back to the playroom, and let Abby deal with fixing the kids a snack. But it was too late. I'd pushed the door, and now it was swinging open. The couple must have seen it, because suddenly the kitchen was totally silent. I poked my head in and looked around. Dawn! Ah! Uh, hi! Said Amy, taking a huge step away from John. Her we brother. were just... Yeah, thanks for reminding us. Yeah. We later find out. Right. We were just, John began, uh, talking about what we're going to have for dinner tonight. Right. Amy put in quickly. I just dropped by to check with um, John about that, about and dinner. And that's her brother. And that's her brother, and his real name is Patrick. And thanks for reminding us that they're right. brother and sister. For tonight. She seemed so nervous that I felt sorry for her. Oh, I said, nodding, even though I didn't believe her for a second. Well, I just came down to find a snack for the kids. Uh, let me help, said John, rushing to the fridge. I could tell he was glad to have something to do. I felt awfully uncomfortable, and it was clear <laughs> that they did, too. Uh, I'll just be going then, said Amy. We're all set for dinner, right, Mr. Irving? Uh, that's correct, Miss Livingston, said John, without looking up at her. He was pretending to be fascinated by the contents of the vegetable drawer. Mm-hmm. I almost laughed out loud. Who did they think they were fooling with this act? Not us. He was, he was hiding his, conspicuously hiding his crotch <laughs> in the vegetable drawer. Which is full of scarves. Yeah. <laughs> Frozen scarves. And hang and handcuffs <laughs> and vegetables. Yeah, be safe out there. Be safe. Baby. And if you're gonna do the the kinky stuff, yeah. and that's fine, and we encourage you to do it, and we want yeah. you to do it, and we like it when you do it. But like, yeah, be safe. And you know what we say? Always say. And we and we'll end this. And we'll with say it. What we'll we say it at the say. same time. And we'll, we'll say it at the same time. And I'll say one, one two, two, three. Everybody has everybody a fridge. Everybody has a fridge. But not everybody. But not everybody. Knows how to use it. Knows how to use it. And we do say that. And we that do say that. Always. Always. And remember yeah. that. Yep. So be safe out be there. Be safe. Refrigerator play is spreading. It can be fun in the right context. It, but it, 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 it is fun. Also be quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to uh, bring in uh, Karis. Okay. Is she in your... She's not here. No. Karis, are you... Oh, she's here in my laundry room. It's always impossible to tell where she's going to be. Yeah. She's like a... She's like a... um, Like a little fairy. A sprite is what I was Like a sprite. Say. She's yeah. like a sprite. Uh, Karis, it's so nice of you to have waited so quietly standing behind me in my laundry room. Could you please uh, pull out that ukulele and sing the song about the book covers? Okay, so you saw the Facebook post. What? Where she called you out for calling it a harp. 
You called. I wouldn't call it a harp. You called it a harp. One of us called it a harp. And it was you. I, think she said I know it's a you. It's actually a ukulele. Okay, well, I didn't see the Facebook post, so it sounds like probably you said it. I don't. Sorry, Kara. Sorry, they're you have all to hear the this. same. To I'm me. sorry, you have to hear this. Okay. Can you hear them knocking, knocking? Girls who keep the cradle rocking show their fear and pain and wonder as their world is torn asunder can you hear them buzzing crying can you feel their bonds untying try to free them from their prose show them to us now swallow And I said, uh, uh, swallow me down, uh, um, that's that loving sound. It took me a second to remember the lyrics because caress sounds so much like caress. Oh, wow. That it kind of got stuck in my head for a second. Yeah, maybe that's what it should have been because I never called you out on this, but there's nothing about that song that makes us feel like we should use it for swallow. Swallow me down? Yeah, because it's caress me down. There's just not, there's nothing about it. Huh. <laughs> I think when when we originally started doing it by and by we I mean you generously, uh you probably thought it was follow me down. No, I I thought it was swallow me down. <laughs> okay, great. Well, anyway, it's this is a segment where we talk about what is going on in the covers of these books which are painted by Babysitters Club art director and known intense dude Hodges, Swallow, and I, I don't specifically want to draw attention to anything that is on the cover, but I want to draw attention to a passage in this novel. That well, there's, a, the there's a few things I'm curious about on the cover. Okay. There's a vase that's full of canes. Canes. I'm counting four canes. Yeah, who are they for? Does everyone in the family have canes? That's, that's weird. weird. Why so many canes? And then Dawn is doing a thing she doesn't do in this novel, which is she's kind of sifting through the jewelry box for no mm. reason. And it does say Dawn's... Oh, you know what Hodges has said? And I'm really glad that he's done this because he has basically... Oh, wow. And Hodges, we're not the only ones who took Ellen to task. And we, we took like a 10-minute iBooks review to do this. Hodges did it... With a scarcity of language that is really took, impressive. We took 10 minutes. He took 10 words. Yeah. And he has written above. So the title is below his picture. It says, Don Schaefer, Undercover Babysitter, which we all know is wrong. And what Hodges has written, and a little sly, hey, Ellen, you should check yourself before you wreck yourself. He's written, Don's a detective in disguise. As a babysitter. As a babysitter. Yeah. So and Hodges that, Swallow, it, art director of the Babysitters yeah. Club books and also copy editor of the Babysitters yeah, it's Club It's kind of calling Ellen out here. And that is what this book should have been called. Don Schaefer, a detective in disguise. Right. And he could have also said, Don's a detective in disguise, or Don's a baby in disguise. And, and I, it will remind you that that didn't actually That actually happen didn't happen. Book. Right. Yeah, but that, but is, a, that is another conceivable sort of interpretation of undercover babysitter. Yeah. So I like that, that Hodges has called this out. But uh, he's also got a nice little portrait of uh, Mr. Livingston who died and set this whole g- dangerous game in motion. Yep. And I want to read this passage to you, Tanner. And you know what I'm realizing now? Here's what I'm realizing. And this makes sense. 
This passage is Ellen getting back out of Hodges. They're in a fucking war. Let me read okay. you this. Hanging above the fireplace was a huge portrait in a fancy gold frame. A nameplate on the bottom of the frame identified the person pictured as Arthur Livingston. It was a good thing the picture had a caption. It was the ugliest painting I'd ever seen. And if I hadn't been able to read that it was a picture of a man, I might never have figured it out. He looked like a cross between George Washington, Whistler's mother, and the elephant man. The right. colors were awful. The background was a mess of blurry brush strokes. And the artist clearly hadn't known very much about how to paint noses or hands or mouths. I looked at the painting fascinated with its repulsive. Impulsiveness, Ellen. Right. Yeah. And so, and so that's describing Hodges' that cover. That painting is on the cover of the book. So Hodges did the cover of this one before Ellen wrote it, just based right. on spec. Ellen saw it, saw what Hodges wrote about and how said, the her fucking title is bad. And yep. was like, okay, fine. Guess what? Your painting sucks, Hodges. Your painting sucks. It's garbage. And his, hands, his hands aren't even pictured in the painting. <laughs> it's but a repulsive like, mess. <laughs> yeah. I assume you're bad at painting hands. <laughs> Hodges. This is brutal. Well, and them. I think we should keep an eye on this because I think like there is something happening here between Ellen and Hodges. And I think yeah. it's just going to continue. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. It's a war of words and and uh, a thousand words, which is what a picture is. Right. And that's about how many words Ellen took to, yeah, to just... shit all over Hodges' <laughs> painting. <laughs> a repulsive mess. Can you imagine if you drew something for someone and they said they were fascinated with its repulsiveness? <laughs> um, Should we go back and maybe take sides in the review? It's, or it's too late. I mean, we it's too late. It's submitted. Do you want to go and write a supplemental? Second review? Should we do it? Go and write a second review. Yeah, you have to I'm opening it. up iBooks. Going to the mysteries here. Yep. Okay, and ratings and reviews. I will rate it five stars. Yep. We did love this one. Well, so here's what we said earlier. Yeah. Is I said, if I could rate it six stars, I would. Right. Because of the lack of Stacy. Yeah. So your five, should I just rate it one to yeah. get it to six? Perfect. Right? Yeah, perfect. And it's weird because when I click, it says rate this book and there's a number of stars. So when I click one star, it's suggesting that I hated it. But that's not uh, what I mean. Oh, interesting. I'm supplementing, and I may, I can make this clear in the yeah. review. Yeah. I'm uh, so title. So so title just say despite what Tim Cook might say, I did not hate this. Okay. Despite what Tim Cook is telling me or you, I did not. hate Despite this. the the words Tim Cook is putting in my mouth, I did not hate this. And then for Goodreads, when you put this on Goodreads, I'll have you change that to Jeff Bezos. And I don't have Goodreads, so you'll have to do it. Oh, man, it's unfortunate that there's no way for a human to sign up for Goodreads. Um, Okay, I'll sign up for Goodreads and post this one review. And it will be worth it, because you get a lot of followers from the Baby Nation. And so I'm going to put in all caps, this is a supplemental review. Review to the previous review left by my colleague, Jack Shepard. Okay. Okay. And so, okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. So, is it you want to do open letter to either Hodges or Allen? This is an open letter to Hodges, Swalio. Yeah. Thanks for pointing out. And hey. Ellen Miles. Okay. Dear Hodges, thanks for pointing out in eight words what it took us paragraphs to do. Okay. Perfect. That Ellen got this title wrong. What, should, should we say that Ellen made the biggest mistake of her life? Ellen made 
the biggest mistake of her life. What okay. this title? Dear okay. Ellen. And so, Dear Hodges, I should probably close that one out. So, sincerely, Tanner Greenring. And Jack Shepard. P.S. We loved this cover. P.S. We loved this cover. Okay. And then, Dear Ellen. Dear Ellen. We've already said everything we wanted to say to you. Okay. And it looks like Hodges did, too. And then I just, I think, I don't have, I don't know exactly what to say, but I kind of want to take her to task for for overreacting in... Right, no, I know what you mean. How she described what Hodges did. While what Hodges did may have hurt you, while our words and his art may have hurt you, please remember... Please remember that you are... No, here's what I want to bring Undercover back in. A writer... Here's what I'm thinking. Please Not remember. Please remember that under the cover of our criticism is That's an perfect. opportunity for you to be better. Yes, like us and like Hodges. Like us and like Hodges. Okay. Good. Uh, P.S. Jack Shepard and Tanner Green, Green Ring. P.S. We really did love this one. Sincerely. Tanner Greenring and Jack Shepard and Jack Shepard P.S. We really did love this one. Great. Okay, I'm going to read this back to you. Thank you. This uh, title, Despite the Words Tim Cook is Putting in My Mouth, I Did Not Hate This Book. This is a supplemental review to the previous review left by my colleague Jack Shepard. Um, and then I should probably add in here something like my one star... Is, is, to be, is, is should be thought of as additive. Please do not take the average. My one star should be thought of as additive to Jack's. Please do not take the average. That's a note for Tim. Do not take the average. Average. This is an unprecedented six star review. Right. Okay, and that's great. Great. And then that kind of it's a it gives Ellen the puffs her up a little bit before we take her down. Thanks for pointing out in eight words what it took us paragraphs to do, colon, that Ellen made the biggest mistake of her life with this title. Great. Sincerely, Tanner Greenring and Jack Shepard. P.S. We love this cover. We've learned something from Hodges, haven't we? Concise. Dear Ellen, Mm -hmm. we've already said everything we wanted to say to you, and it looks like Hodges did too. While our words and his art may have hurt you, Please remember that under the cover of our criticism is an opportunity for you to do better, like us and like Hodges. Sincerely, Tanner Greenring and Jack Shepard. P.S. We really loved this one. Great. And I'm going to hit submit. Cut and print. Okay. I feel bad about the one star, but I feel like we... I hope... No, we didn't. I hope Tim... Tim gets it. Okay. Yeah, and, and five plus one is... Six, Six, which is right. a lot more than five. Okay. Um, great. Here's where I want to leave us, Tanner, before we get the fuck out of here. I want to read this passage to you, and it's from the B-plot, which ends, which takes up the final three to four chapters of this novel, where Dawn is basically doing a farewell tour of Stony Brook with her friend's day and her family day and her kid's day. They seem like terrific kids, Marianne. Oh, and... Um, 
kind of techno music is playing under what I'm saying at the moment, as as you know. No, you don't do it. You're not doing it. It's in oh, post. Not in me. Post. It's happening in post. Our, our guys are doing it in post. Okay. They seem like terrific kids, Marianne commented. They are, said Amy. I'm only sorry I didn't know them when they were younger. What a lot of wasted years. She sighed, and a shadow seemed to pass over her face. Then she quickly changed the subject. Hey, what are we waiting for? She asked, smiling again. Why don't you go ahead and change, and I'll meet you at the pool. I think the kids are organizing a cannonball contest. We had a blast that day. First, we swam and dove and did cannonballs until we were completely exhausted and wrinkled up like prunes. Then we all sat down to a huge picnic lunch. Crusty. Italian. Okay. And it all ends in bread for Dawn. And that's how it ends for Dawn. It's a cacophony of bread, and it's been building this whole time. Yeah. And it was all bread, and it was all the way down, and it's all. It bread. was all bread, and it is all bread, and it's going to continue to be all bread for all way time. Dawn, the bread of life, and the Dawn books have religious themes. Um, do they? Yeah, I'm not sure. I've That's why that. she says, "I am the bread of life. He who believeth in me um, shall be saved." She says that uh, implied Italian bread. And they did have other things at the picnic, but that's just kind of where I, that, I, after that, I just, I was so excited that I didn't read the rest of the sentence, but okay, crusty right. Italian bread, bread of life. It's all bread all the way. Dawn, Dawn is the bread of life. She's going home. Back all where the, she it's all bread all the way. Dong. Yeah. Is, <laughs> is what Jack just said. And we're going so to have to fix the t-shirts. In. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, Tanner, what I was thinking is that we should get the fuck out of here and okay. leave. Don't Me you too. think yep. that? Yep. What I would like to say to you, Tanner, is to thank you. Thank you, okay. India. Thank you, Providence. Thank you. And I want to oh. thank you, Tanner. I was doing Alanis. Oh, I know. And I was doing and Dido. You were doing Dido. And I really like that Alanis song, and it's underrated. And I just th- want to register that. Okay. That's a, that's a bad take. Yeah, and I like that one. I also like the one where she goes, let's fast forward to a few years later. Okay. And I like the one that goes, I did Wine Dine 69 with the guy from okay. F- Family Matters. No, she doesn't say that. I don't think. Okay. <laughs> did you just make that up? No, it wasn't. The song was written about Dave Coulier. That's like the thing, right? <laughs> he's, from, he's from Full House. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Um, I like that song, and what I wanted to say to you is to thank you for bearing with me, and I'd like to thank the Baby Nation and the Riddle Babies for bearing with us. I would like to remind everybody that if you like the show, you can get a whole other show from us by going to our Patreon and giving us $5 a month. It's such a little amount for four new episodes a month. And of- it's, we put so much fucking work into it. We it's, uh, we produce an entirely other podcasts <laughs> so much about the little sister books and you can find that at patreon.com slash bscc podcast buy our merch bit.ly slash bscc merch and please do rate and review our show in apple podcast thank you to everybody who has rated and reviewed our show recently i read all the reviews tanner doesn't sometimes i tell him about them go and leave it's been a, a long time since you told me about any of tanner them. have they all been through bad? me uh, no, they've all been nice, uh, but if you'd like to leave a message for Tanner, just go ahead and address it to me in the reviews. And while you're there, upvote our review of this book 
and say that market is helpful. <laughs> yes. That really does and if, go. If you want way. your review to kind of mirror our book reviews, I yeah. think that's fine. Yeah, and you can leave a review for the book yourself as well, just kind of saying like, hey, I've got nothing. You know what would be useful is leave a, leave a review in iBooks and be like, hey, I've actually got nothing more to say here. Tanner and Jack really said it all with their review and their sup- supplemental review. That would be really helpful. It, it kind of shows Tim Cook that we're doing uh, what what he's asking us. Tim would love that. And he would love that. So please right. do that. In the meantime, this week we read a novel that was called Babysitter's Club Mystery number 26, Dawn Schaefer, Undercover Babysitter. Next week we're going to be reading a book called Babysitter's Club Mystery number 27, Claudia and the Lighthouse Ghost. Okay. Okay. And the lighthouse is back, so so yeah. long Livingston Estate. Yeah, here comes a lighthouse. Make room. Yeah, and it's haunted. Yeah. Uh, while you're contemplating that, Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls. Oh, fuck. I should say who I am. This week, I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And please do remember to round off the- This week. Thank you for saying that while I was talking. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's, remember the trip, and take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you would think that boys had just been- Mystery. I texted it to you. Let me text you the link instead because sometimes when you text an image, it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, this doesn't work. I, this happens a lot. I, I, by the way, every image you've sent me in the last two weeks has looked like this, which is a nothing. Anyway. Well, I don't send you a lot of images. Mm-hmm. The only image I send you is Mankiss Jack. Okay. We can't talk about that, though. What okay. about the guy beating off to the national anthem? Oh, yeah. You did send me that. That was a <laughs> gift. That came through. <laughs> that did come through. Um, okay. That was a HeadGum Podcast.